Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus. Coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoke and Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Never before have I turned on you when you look too good to me. Your beady eyes that can cut me in two and I just can't let you be. But it's a free for all and a hide I said, you can bet your life. Stakes are high and so am I. It's in the air tonight. It's gonna It's going to be a rock and roll weekend. Rock and roll weekend. How are we doing, people? Oh, my goodness. It's another Friday night free-for-all. And once again, you and me, we're flying solo. You're flying solo. You're the co-pilot with uh, your boy Rufus here on a uh, Rufus-only show. Zigzag is still on vacay with the fam. I think that's how the young people say it these days. Um, and, of course, you know, not not only is he just tied up with living the good life down in uh, wherever the fuck he's at on the East Coast, uh, you know, the municipality he's in, for whatever reason, chose that moment in time, the span of his vacation, to uproot their entire internet infrastructure for repairs or whatever, so he has no internet. So he'd love to be here even though he's on vacation, but it's impossible. But next week, he'll be back in the studio with me. And you find good people. But uh, right now, we're just kicking off a Friday night free-for-all. Me, you, and your imaginary friends, and mine. My imaginary friends are quite personable. I'm sure my imaginary friends will get along with your imaginary friends just just peachy. Um, and uh, it, what better way to kick off a rock and roll weekend than with a Friday night free-for-all? And, of course... We bring it to you with uh, a bit of the uh, Motor City Madman, Ted Nugent, and the Red Rocker, Sammy Hagar, from the song Rock and Roll Weekend, creatively titled, accurately titled. And I got that off of the the Best of Sammy Hagar CD, and this CD is fucking great, if not cheesy. But the deal about the album is, is every song on it, there's not a song on it that wasn't recorded before, like, 1976. It's all early 70s hard rock metal, or what was considered metal at the time. And it is it, – it's cheesy, but it's over-the-top cheesy. It's metal cheesy. It's fucking great. And of course, you got Sammy Hagar's bluesy, sort of soul, raspy white guy thing going on that's awesome. And uh, it's really cool. And I'll tell you what, one thing, if you get this CD, I no longer have the CD. I, I lost the CD. I had to I kind of repurchase it through Google Play, which is, came with just the music, of course. But if you have the CD, if you ever get your hands on the CD, Best of Sammy Hagar, I think it has a subtitle about something. I don't know. But if you open it up, open it up the picture that they have behind the CD, like if you take the CD out, there's another picture there. And it is... It's a, a crotch shot 
it, it'll take you a while to figure this out. So it, it's it's very explicit, and it, it sounds explicit the way I describe it. But really, for a second, you'll look at it and be like, what the fuck is that? And it's a crotch shot. It's basically from like mid-thigh up to just above the belt line of Sammy Hagar's waist. You know, young Sammy Hagar, 20-year-old Sammy Hagar in his uh, solo career prime before joining Van Halen. And you th- you look at it and you're like, what what what's going on there? What is that? And you realize that you, you know he's wearing like basically spandex pants, and what you're you're seeing there is the embossment, the shadow of his genitalia and his unit sort of snaking down, you know, w- one of his legs. <laughs> and it's it's quite shocking when it hits you. It's like one of those posters from back in the '90s where it was just a jumble of, of bullshit until you just stared at it the right way for long enough and suddenly there was this 3D object there. It's very much like that. Um, and it's a great a great album. I highly recommend it. All the songs are about the best things in life. They're about rock and roll, driving fast cars, and and women. And that's it. There's no. I think there's one deep song on there that's about war or battle or the end of the world or something. Who fucking knows? But even it rocks and there's some shit there's some riffs on there that are like even though they're like early to mid 70s like damn i mean that's you know if you give that a modern day production value and maybe you know plug him or his other guitar player into like you know a soldano or a evh 5153 or even a marshall that's just sort of tweaked to to modern metal standards the riff would hold up and just be fucking fantastic but all that bullshit aside, I hope you uh, will enjoy this Friday Night Free-For-All with just me. I'm drinking some warm beers. I don't usually drink warm beers, but I didn't have any cold in the uh, whew, in the fridge, and I didn't realize it to the last moment. So I had to get a case of beer out of the trunk of the fucking car that's been sitting outside in, uh, you know, 90-degree de- temperatures for days, maybe a week. I mean, we stock up, you know, and we just usually leave cases in the car until we need them. So I brought uh, in a case and I gave as many as I could the freezer treatment. We don't have a lot of room in our freezer, but I just crammed some beers in the freezer and these beers have been in the freezer for maybe 20 minutes. Not really enough cold power to do much to 90 degree beer. The can is cold. I was hopeful. I was like, all right, that feels kind of crisp. Then I cracked it open, and you can just hear, when you crack open a warm warm beer, it sounds different. I don't know if the foam is heavier from the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the humidity or just the, the air molecules don't move as fast. I don't know, but when you crack open a warm beer, it just almost sounds sad. It's like, eh, it's not that crisp, all right. Let's get drinking kind of sounds like it's more like and so that's the sound unfortunately this beer made despite having a cold outer shell the inside is quite tepid and it's a bit like drinking carbonated pee pee um, which isn't half bad if you don't have anything else carbonated to drink but I'll tell you what let's do something let's kick things off with some odd news and I don't know what odd news we're going to read. I'm just going to skim through some headlines. We'll see what we find. Maybe some will make us laugh. Maybe some will make us think, what the fuck? Maybe it'll just burn us out of our skulls, in which case I'll stop and we'll do something else. But until then, until we're bored out of our, our, our minds, let's read some odd news headlines. 
with Hypersloth Headline News. Live from the internet, it's Headline News with Zigzag and Rufus. All right, so I'm just going to skim through some quote-unquote odd news headlines, and we'll see see what we find here. Activist shoves two live vampire bats into his mouth. Um, I don't know what he's activating for or against, but that's just fucking stupid. Obvious, obviously, he's not an activist for the well-being of vampire bats, because vampire bats, I'm quite sure, I'm not an animalist, which is the technical term for people who study animals, or a biology guy, but I'm pretty sure they don't like being crammed into people's mouths. I wouldn't if I was a vampire bat. And on the other side of the equation, as a human being, I would not want to shove two vampire bats in my mouth to be an activist about anything. So that's fucking retarded. We're not going to read that story. By the way, we're not going to read any of these stories. We're just going to read the headlines because that's how the Internet works these days. The headline is, is pretty much all you need. And, you know, hopefully the headline has some truth to it because otherwise you, you could be living in a fantasy world. But if you're like me, you don't read anything beyond the headline unless the headline really catches your attention. And then you might read the subheading and, you know, you're satisfied. All right, Sparkler Lights Bride's Hair on Fire at Tennessee Wedding. Well, Tennessee pretty much sums that up. Glass Slide Outside Los Angeles Skyscraper Hosts First Test Riders. Got no idea what the fuck that is. It looks like from the picture it's a glass slide, like a tube, almost like at a water park. And so it's way up in a skyscraper and you get to slide down all completely terrified. My guess is that after a few people, that glass will will pretty soon be smeared with human feces. Because if I was going through a glass slide at the top of a skyscraper, I would shit my pants. And by the time I got to the bottom, it would just be a, a brown streak leading all the way up to the top. Okay, headline number three. Botched Porsche parking in viral video leads police to hit and run suspect. That doesn't sound odd. Semi-truck ticketed for driving without its front wheels. Yeah, I think that could uh, probably warrant a ticket. And I, there's a picture of it, and it has no front wheels. So I guess it's it must be rear wheel powered. That is odd. I don't know how they would turn that fucking thing. I, mean, I can see I can see how it could go forward if it's powered by the rear wheels, but I don't see how it could turn. I guess that's how you get a ticket. Sous chef uses hat to catch roof-jumping ducklings at New Jersey restaurant. Uh, that sounds adorable. Wisconsin couple held hostage by cat. Call 911. Okay. Listen, you fucking stupid people in Wisconsin. These two people in particular. Has your cat been lifting weights? Is it possessed by a demon? It's a fucking cat. I mean, come on. You don't have a water bottle around? You have to call 911 because you're being held hostage by your fucking cat? The easiest way to get rid of a cat is to spray some water on it. Or just run at it clapping your hands. Cat's gone. I'm sure that's exactly what the cops did. The cops probably showed up with a taser that just had water in it. It's a, a special cat taser. Researcher shocks onlookers by tackling massive wild snake. I think uh, Alec Crocodile Hunter guy cornered the market on that a long time ago before he got, you know, killed by a stingray. Firefighters rescue dog trapped inside toilet. There's a picture of the dog. Looks like my dog actually trapped inside the toilet. And that dog looks pretty unhappy, which is how my dog looks most of the time. 
He's a little poodle. We got this poodle. We rescued him. And uh, we're not poodle people in the sense that he doesn't have this hair cut so that he looks like what you think of when you see a poodle. He pretty much just runs wild and he's a filthy beast. But he was bringing in ticks into the house. So we said, okay, we can't have him inside and outside. He's got to be inside. And and I said, well, if he's going to be inside, let's get him all dolled up. So we took him to PetSmart and got him the uh, the grooming treatment. And boy, he, he still doesn't have that stereotypical, totally gay poodle look. But uh, he's he's a sharp-looking man, dog. Sharp-looking dog, sharp-looking poodle. He's all trimmed, and his his ears are, like, flat to cross, and it looks like he's got a hairdo. And uh, he still just looks kind of grumpy most of the time. Bear breaks into car for protein bar feast. Okay. Texas bee specialist finds huge colony inside old tire. Man named man named Gambles wins second lottery jackpot with same numbers. So the guy's last name is Gambles, and he's won the lottery twice with the same goddamn numbers. Now that, that my friends, is crazy. That proves to me that there is a loving God out there. He just doesn't love me because my name's not Gambles. Bear flees on two legs while carrying stolen garbage can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that might be a homeless guy in a bear suit. He probably found a bear suit behind a costume shack after the uh, the Halloween rush, and they're like, well, what do we do with all these fucking costumes? And they just threw them out, and the homeless guy found the bear suit and was like, I I just I just truck it rich. I, I, I might, they might as well call me Gambles because this is the homeless guy lottery. I can dress up like a bear and steal all the fucking garbage I want. Birds of prey steal underwear from UK swimmers. That's odd. Odd-looking canines gather for world's ugliest dog contest. The picture they have is not an ugly dog. In fact, if I were a male dog, I'd totally bang the dog they're showing. More than 150 women perform synchronized yoga on glass platform. That doesn't sound so much odd as totally fucking hot, actually. And the picture... Hmm kind of vouches for that. Uh, excuse me while I bookmark this one. There we go. I will be performing some auto-pleasure to that uh, tomorrow, if not later this evening. Firefighters remove seven-foot python from bathroom. That's why you don't own seven-foot pythons. Irish soccer fans dent car roof, immediately fix it. Well, that's pretty civil of them. But it's not civil of them to dent the car roof, but to fix it. That's crazy. They must not have been completely shit-faced drunk yet. Montreal dad gets wild squirrel to pull daughter's loose tooth. That seems weird. Maybe he should team up with a guy who shoves vampire bats into his mouth. He could... The vampire bat guy could shove two vampire bats in his mouth, and they could tie to the foot of the vampire bat, one of them, a string into the girl's mouth, and he could release, like doves the vampire bats from his mouth and as they fly off screeching away you know because they're free from this guy's disgusting fucking maw it'll yank that girl's tooth out you gotta make sure you tie it to the right tooth if you don't then she's gone I mean those vampire bats are carrying her away by the tooth and you'll never see that bitch again uh, I, got, we could, I got a special treat coming up for you it's an interview it's very brief it didn't last very long but it's an interview with a renowned scientist. You may recognize his voice, um, or not. His name is Stuart Mockingjay, and he is a leading 
scientists in the world of physics, especially a certain branch of physics. And unfortunately, the interview didn't last long. It's pre-recorded. It was from a few months ago. We've been debating on whether we should show it because he's uh, on the brink of some, you know, pretty landmark discoveries and things of that nature. And we didn't want to. Anyway, it's. I'm going to play it. You know, fuck him. I'm going to play it. We're good buddies. He'll understand, and uh, you'll 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 enjoy it. It'll be a, a great treat. But what I think we're going to do before that is what I like to call. 10 Unbelievable Facts About Star Wars. And I like to call it that because that's what it is. These are 10 unbelievable facts about Star Wars. You can find them on the Hypersloth website. We we actually broke this story. We cracked this story. These are insider facts about the making of the original trilogy of Star Wars that no one knows uh, until now or until we published them on our website, which we did last year, I think. But I think it's worth it to highlight them Um here on on the show to enumerate them, them being 10. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to pause here a second. I'm going to look them up and uh, I'll, I'll get right to it. You'll enjoy it. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, this is going to blow your mind wide open. All right. So here we have 10 unbelievable, not only unbelievable, but until this moment, pretty much because nobody visits our website, unheard of, unknown facts about Star Wars. In particular, the original trilogy. Uh, Episode 4, A New Hope. Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. And Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Okay, here we go. Let's just get right to it. So this is number one. These aren't ranked. I mean, there's just ten, but they're not in any particular order. Due to a budget shortfall during Episode 4, 30% of Chewbacca's costume had to be made with hair found in the drain of Carrie Fisher's shower. There was so much left over that they were then able to create an entire bantha from scratch, which had been previously removed from the budget. And a bantha, for those of you who don't know, was a big, hairy, elephant-sized beast covered in hair. So even after they used uh, Princess Leia's shower hair to complete Chewbacca's costume, they had so much left over that they said, well, let's cover an elephant in hair. John Williams was brought on board to score episode four when Lucasfilm was unable to secure usage rights to Yakety Sax by Boots Randolph for the opening title and text crawl. And for those of you who don't know what Yakety Sax is, you're sure as fuck going to recognize it when I play it right now. Okay, moving on. It took 20 men, 20 fucking dudes, operating a sophisticated system of pulleys and levers to control Yoda's left arm alone. Now, that's an intricate goddamn fucking puppet. And it was voiced by none other than uh, Frank Oz, the guy who did Fozzie Bear. And he's been in movies, too. He was in Spies Like Us. He was the guy who... The greatest fucking scene from Spies Like Us, by the way. I I won't waste too much time uh, detailing it here. Just go check it out on YouTube. Is the scene where Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd have to take the... I think it's the FBI or CIA, like, entrance exam... And Chevy Chase cheats in an abundance of creative ways that are all fucking hilarious. But Frank Oz is the uh, the teacher administering the test in, in that scene. Okay, next fact. If you replicate R2-D2's first line of dialogue in The Empire Strikes Back with a touchtone telephone, George Lucas will personally deliver a pizza to your house in 30 minutes or less. 
So I don't remember what R2's first line of dialogue was, you know, bleep, bleep, blah, blah, bloop. But if you type out those tones into a touchstone telephone, George Lucas will show up at your door with a fresh hot pizza. Before opting to have little people in costumes play Ewoks in Return of the Jedi, the production crew tried using 150 rescued Russian circus bears, which is pretty noble of them. Um, However, when the bears proved too uncooperative to work with, they were then slaughtered and barbecued for the wrap party. So, good they saved the bears, but they were ornery, so they ended up eating them. But that's cool, too. I mean, they helped out in the end. Actor Liam Neeson largely credits his role as Qui-Gon Jinn in The Phantom Menace as when he finally, quote-unquote, made it as a serious actor. And I think everyone would agree that's probably his best best role to date. To date in his entire career, um, him and Phantom Menace was astounding. I mean, he should have won the Oscar for that. They should have given him, like, double Oscars. They should have presented him with, a, like, a belt and holster with two Oscars that he could just wear around. Despite a widely held belief to the contrary, Batman never appeared in any of the Star Wars movies. Yet. But he might. It's possible. A little-known part of the Star Wars story is that E.T., from the movie E.T., and his family were vacationing on Alderaan when it was destroyed by the Empire. That's right. The Empire killed E.T. and his entire fucking family. Another reason I should hate Darth Vader. Now, this one is a moment to put the kids to bed for this one. It's a little round chay. Return of the Jedi almost didn't meet deadline when the Industrial Light and Magic crew tasked with removing Mark Hamill's boner from the scene where he swings off the barge with a bikini-clad Carrie Fisher, all came down with a flu. The problem, ILM effects artist Lanka Rapthorn recounts, was that Mark insisted on redoing the scene over and over and over again. So we had to remove a boner from like 5,000 yards of 35mm film. It's a uh, the boner of a Jedi right there. The only consumable liquid available in Cloud City, run by Lando Calrissian, is Colt 45 malt liquor. And there you have it. That's the last fact. Star Wars fact. Sorry. Did you hear that fart? It's the malt liquor. You know, that that Calrissian malt liquor goes (laughs) right through you. Uh, But now I'd like to play my interview, uh, pre-recorded, as I mentioned before, with Dr. Stuart Mockingjay, Ph.D., about his fascinating life and fascinating work and the illness that has crippled him and left him wheelchair-bound. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's very short. We didn't get to finish it, and I'll, I'll explain more about that later. But uh, have a listen. It, it's quite enlightening. Now we're going to talk to a man of great importance and influence in the world of science, Dr. Stuart Mockingjay. Dr. Mockingjay, thank you for being here. It is my pleasure. For those in our listening audience who don't know, can you tell us what your area of expertise is? It's uh, gastrophysics, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. I study the atomic and subatomic nature of pee-pee and poo-poo. Did you know that for every gram of poo-poo there are 14 billion nanopoops? Fascinating. Yes, it is. Now, 
I understand that you share a lot in common with another famous scientist, and this sometimes causes some confusion. I'm referring here to uh, Dr. Stephen Hawking, of course. Yes. We have both been rendered unable to speak as the result of tragic illness. Yes, yes. Dr. Hawking has been living with ALS for years, and you, uh, you're living with, am I right here, cancer AIDS? That is correct. Gosh, it's terrible. You have cancer and AIDS. No, I only have cancer, but my cancer has AIDS. In order for my cancer to battle AIDS, it must consume more of me. Wow, well, that is also quite fascinating. Unfortunately, that was the end of the interview. Uh, Mockingjay got called away to a, a uh, an emergency symposium where he had to give a lecture on gastrophysics. But before... Um, he did that. We we left Zigzag and I. Zigzag was running sound, and I was I was performing the interview. And we left to uh, you know crack open a few beers. And Zigzag accidentally left Stuart Mockingjay's Doctor Stuart Mockingjay's microphone hot. And it turns out that he he's sort of a, a rambunctious, rascally character, and he he kind of uh, well, we caught some stuff that I don't think he he knows that we caught. And well, just have a listen. Science approves of interracial marriage. Even I love black holes, ha 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 ha. If I wasn't confined to this wheelchair, I'd kick your semen-stained ass. Do me a favor, zigzag. Take a big fat bong hit and blow it directly into my throat hole. Needless to say, that caught us all by surprise. Amusingly so, whenever we listened back to the interview. And uh, we heard that at the end. He's, he's such a character. That's, you know, Dr. Stuart Mockingjay, Ph.D. But, folks, I'm going to wrap it up. That's all I got is a solo show. It's hard to do without having somebody to playing, play, uh, you know, intellectual ping pong with. And I'm going to leave you with a song. I don't know what song yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it out. That's the beauty of a solo show is I can stop it and start it and redo it and re-edit it and anything I want. Um, so I'm going to pick a song after I stop recording, it'll be a surprise to both of us, you know? But I'll tell you what, it'll be a song that you can buy for 99 cents on iTunes, Google Play, or Amazon, or CD Baby. And I encourage you to do it. It'll change your life and the life of everyone that you interact with, even in the, the minorest of ways. So do it. I'll catch you next time. Tuesday, Tuesday, 7 p.m. CST, we'll be live, live and living large. Me and Double Z uh, banging our brilliant brains together, merging like a galaxy, doing its things in space like Andromeda, mixing it up and coming up with brilliant stuff. Anyway, here's a song. Bye-bye. Metabolize it, do it like the Donner Party. Cannibalize it, your fried eggs and ham, bitch. Full of protein, trying to take my plate. Ha! You see me get mean, snap your neck and leave you in a ditch. Now I'm going back for seconds, cause I need my fix of fried eggs and ham coming from the farmland. Where they got the fat peas and the chickens on hand. Take a chicken egg, hold it up to the light. If you see a little chicken side, you know it ain't right for breakfast. Omelette or a quiche, you be chomping chicken bones, chicken feathers, and a beak. Your fried eggs and ham, bitch.
much better than the weed Might not get you high, but your belly it will feed If you're hungry, you need a hearty meal Yo, fried eggs and ham, bitch, uh, is a real deal Saliva flowing, my stomach knowing, I'm soon to be stowing some Fried eggs and ham, bitch, it does a body good I be tracking it down everywhere like a member foot I do it buffet style, I'm a breakfast food of file Stacking up the plates like I'm doing a child I eat it on the east coast, eat it on the west coast I have it down south with a biscuit on toast Fried eggs and ham, bitch Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.